0: Here in Southern California, a new land has come into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product Coast is coast-based. Own of the playground of the stars. Oh, you know how we
1: The host, made of cool and charred pony. Welcome. Welcome. Another edition of the best coast boys podcast uh, i am back john is back we are getting into our regular off-season swing uh i am your host lady mccool you can find me on twitter at McCoolBCB. you can always find me here of course and on the locked on cowboys podcast with marcus mosher uh, and i am joined as always with my friend my colleague my co-host john owning john Say what's up to the people.
0: How's it going, everybody? You guys know where to find me on Twitter at John Owning, J O H N O W N I N G. It's the off season now, so I'm just writing at the morning news. So make sure you guys check out my work there. I'm doing a lot of really fun stuff regarding free agency in the draft. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, my um, grading the last five Cowboys draft classes will be live. So make sure you guys go click on that, share it. To your entire high school, and then make sure everyone that click it. Everyone, and then go to your college, um, colleges, and make sure every single person at your college clicked it. That's all. Full I'm
1: asking. on that's, click campaign is what we're asking for asking here, guys.
0: For, you know, just teamwork to make the dream work. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're just a week into this the off season. We still have a month until free agency. Um, so oh, so long. Real, yeah, really. What's going on? The most football that's going on right now is the XFL and the uh, AA. a- oh. a- AAF. <laughs> uh, so, or, or is is it the AAF? Is that right? Yeah, yeah the yeah American Association Football is that, or something like home that.
0: Home so. home to your man um, Marquez White. Only reason I know that is the research I did for the, the damn draft class article. But. Yeah, well, the, he. So I'm if glad you want to, a see, to, to s- watch the AAF, there you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Glad he f- uh, found himself a home. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just on a side note. I, I'm a little interested in that just because it's the the NFL needs a developmental mm-hmm. league of some sort, and, and so none of these have ever kind of worked in that way. But I, I think that they really de- desperately need this to work out for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm intrigued to a certain degree to see, uh, you know, how this how this all works Calum's out. But that's too.
0: not they got some decent players too. Who? Uh, they got oh,
1: the oh, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In general, it's got some good players. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. Even the XFL, which they just again. Side note, how crazy is it? The XFL, not even the AAF. The XFL announces that Bob Stoops is the GM and head coach of the Dallas team. Get some
0: big names.
1: It's it's in, it's impressive. I mean, because Bob Stoops was mm-hmm. being paid a lot <laughs> of money when he retired old by Andrew University Luch, of Oklahoma. That
0: old Oliver Luck shelling out the the shingles form.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, but we're here to talk about the Cowboys in, in NFL football, so uh, we're gonna have a, uh, a a little game to talk about the kind of, I guess, handicapping the the Cowboys free agent market. Watch with the game I call the the weather report, uh, and so we got that, and then uh, we're gonna just kind of go through a list of of potential uh, free agents that the, the Cowboys might be interested in looking into, uh, and we'll see what what our level of what we think the level of viability is for these guys, uh, and then we're gonna do a quick nerd alert. It's gonna be kind of a just a probably a thirty minute sh- shorter show. So um, we, we'll de- but we definitely wanted. To- yeah, I know <laughs> we say that every time. But w- but we definitely also wanted to kind of briefly touch on some of the uh, MCU trailers that came out um, at the Super Bowl, which we didn't get a chance to, to touch on then. So uh, let's get to it, shall we? <laughs> All right. Uh, so the Cowboys free agent market weather reports. So basically I'm going to give you, we're going to go through a list of guys. We're going to discuss whether they, uh, the outlook is sunny or hazy for these the guys, potentially uh, joining the Cowboys as free agent signings. Uh, I, I kind of picked guys from several different positions, all positions that I think uh, are spots where the Cowboys might be interested uh, in bringing somebody in. Um, you know these these are also just to kind of give you a heads up these are all different pay grades you know like all the you know i've got guys who are big time money free agents and guys who could be signing uh uh you know kind of smaller short-term deals and we'll kind of weigh that all in to the conversation as we go uh are you ready for this
0: yes sir let's do it
1: okay so um, first guy on my list is, and this is in no particular order, so just don't read too much into it. First guy on my list is Grady Jarrett from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he, he looks to be, you know, potentially one of the top, if not the top, uh, interior defensive linemen signed in free agency. Uh, what do you think the uh, the market? What do you think the weather looks like for his his travels, uh, potentially to the Dallas Cowboys? On
0: Madden, I think it would look really sunny because I think he would be yeah. the, perf- the perfect uh, addition to the Cowboys' defense to really help them become from like a very good unit into a potentially elite-type defense in 2019. But unfortunately, there's this thing called a, a salary cap, and I think because of that, it's going to be hazely because Grady Jarrett is going to be getting p- 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 paid this off-season. Yeah, We're talking maybe he might even reach that $100 million dollar, you know, and six years 110 mil something like that he's been asking for the stuff that i've been hearing behind the scenes that he's been asking for at the senior bowl it's really outrageous money and it's really going to limit the amount of teams that can even be they can even really bid for his services
1: so the reason i wanted to bring his name in here is because there's been you know everyone sees his name on a list and 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 uh, you know look he's young he's a, a interior pass rusher uh, he doesn't have, like, huge sack numbers, but he has a lot. I mean, he's clearly a good pass rusher when you look at the pressures, the hurries. He's affecting the quarterback on the inside. Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree that I, I think this is not, like, a, something that is uh, – a viable option if you're considering re-signing Demarcus Lawrence as well. And, and, you know, there are some other defensive tackles on this. There's at least one other defensive tackle on this list um, that I think may be more in the price range. But I, I think a guy like Grady Jarrett, uh, if you're thinking about, you know, signing some of your own who are, are you know, pricey guys like 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 Lawrence – uh, I think Grady Jarrett but very well likely may price himself out. I also think there's a good chance that, do you think Atlanta resigns him I think so I think that's
0: they might be the odds on favorite to commit that type of big money to him
1: yeah so i I don't think it would be it would surprise me at all okay uh next guy um. What's the weather report on uh I, I know we've never discussed this guy before no one's ever heard of him but what's what, what do you feel like as, as we stand right now not not you know weeks ago when we all talked about it but as we stand right now what do you think the weather report is for uh Earl Thomas sailing over to the Dallas Cowboys
0: Oh it's a it's a nice balmy 85 degrees and sunny out here in Cowboys oh, Nation with Earl so, Thomas huh? I think this is the one if the Cowboys bring in a high profile free agent i think we all know that it's going to be earl thomas i think even though some of us might think that a guy named like landon collins might be a might be a better fit for the cowboys it's a good name it's a good name it's
1: a good name john or landon it's a good it's name a, it, you, some may say it's the best name it's probably the best <laughs> name
0: but in real in reality earl thomas is definitely the the biggest high profile free agent the cowboys could bring in you know I just had my article debut at the Dallas Morning News on Wednesday about what he can bring to the Cowboys defense. And the main thing he can really bring is just a playmaker in the back end of the defense. He's a type of guy who has probably still, even at 30 years old, the best range of any safety in the NFL. And what that does is because he has such range is that you can play him at a shallower depth than many other safeties. So when typical safeties are lining up 12 to 15 yards to play that deep zone, Earl Thomas can line up in that kind of eight to 10 yard zone. And that allows him to affect a lot of plays in the box and around the line of scrimmage as well as those plays deep. And it's because of his extreme ability to process information and his fantastic athleticism to go with it.
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree that you know as far as big name free agents go, Earl Thomas is the most likely still uh, to kind of make his way over here because it just is the, uh, the nexus of all three things. I think it's it's he's a a player at a position that they want. Uh, he I think it sounds like he wants to co- you know be a part of of getting over to Dallas, uh, and and I think that the money will be. Right enough. I think, you know, the Cowboys clearly have had interest, clearly had an idea of what he was going to potentially want or, or at least an idea enough that they what they're going to have to spend in order to re-sign him. Um, and so I think uh, this this does feel like the most likely scenario for for, you know, of those eligible guys who are kind of the top tier free agents. Um and you know the, the rest of these guys that are on this list, I wouldn't. I mean, except for the, with the exception of maybe the next guy, who's probably teetering on the borderline. The rest of these guys, I would not call necessarily top line free agents, as far as you know, guys that are going to get big, huge money, and, and and that's for a reason. It's just because this the Cowboys don't necessarily do that. They're going to have a lot of money because they rolled over some cash from this year, uh, and they you know just have a lot of available money at this point without a you know franchise quarterback on the books. Um, but I, I think that they're probably going to continue to try to roll some of that money over. They're probably going to continue to not be huge players in the free agent market like that. Especially despite at the, the fact, beginning. Yeah, especially at the beginning. Um, despite the fact that they don't have a first-round pick, and some people suggest that maybe that makes Jerry a little – More anxious to spend that could happen, but I think that it's it's more likely to assume that it's going to be a situation where, uh, as it has been previously, if there is any big time free agent spending by the Cowboys, it's a perfect situation, Mm -hmm. or everything kind of lines up, and that's what it feels like the Earl Thomas situation. Likely, yeah. Cowboys
0: like to be patient; they like to let that first wave go, all those crazy contracts go, and then they look for value on the market. And the guys after this first one, I think, are type of guys that you could find value on the market
1: with they they you know they believe in themselves as drafters Mm -hmm. you know and then as they should they're I mean as your article I'm sure will point out to people they have been extremely good you know extremely in the last nine first round picks ain't bad I mean that's that's what we're talking about is that level of, of success rate drafting if you do that you don't necessarily need to go out and spend the big money on those guys Uh, on in free agency, you can afford to kind of go for more boom or bust situations, uh, where you, you know, you get guys that you may not have to invest as much in maybe they had an injury maybe they have off field is- issues whatever but for whatever reason they're not getting the big cash that the other guys are uh but they've got something to to earn you know something to, to prove and, and and you get them on a good deal mm-hmm. uh, It's a good way to fill out your roster so uh anyways moving on uh this is the last guy who i th- i would guess consider even eligible for that tier of kind of you know top free agent uh sheldon richardson Uh, Obviously started out with the jets uh, and then spent some time over with Seattle uh, and has at different times shown uh, flashes of dominance. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it was clearly a dominant player coming out of uh, Missouri. Um, uh, But I, I also think there's, there's a history there. Uh, I think he had several, if I'm not mistaken, issues with alcohol and, and, and driving. I think he has a DUI, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's kind of tough to know exactly where his stock is even though his play has been uh pretty decent as of late it, it kind of fluctuated a little bit in the yeah. jets the, and there were times when he uh was uh you know potential a trade a trade candidate and the cowboys name were, was bandied about a little bit then too what are your thoughts on Sheldon Richardson and you know his fit here i I would fit, see that he would be obviously a pretty great three technique I imagine. Mm-hmm um what do you think the cowboys feel about him and what do you think uh, his his weather report is for for getting over to the dallas cowboys i
0: honestly think it's hazy and the only reason i think it's hazy is i think his um his effort levels wane too much they go high and low too much depending on opponent depending on game situation And for the money that is going to be required to probably sign him, given the fact that he did his one-year deal with the Vikings this past year, he's probably going to be looking to get paid this offseason. I doubt that the Cowboys are are going to feel comfortable giving Sheldon Richardson the money that he wants when his effort level wanes so much from game to game.
1: It's almost like you know I don't know that they have similar problems, but it's like that same sort of kind of calculus you do with David Irving, right where these guys are immensely talented interior pass rushers, but you're not really sure what kind of effort you know on the field or you know off the field in the weight room or getting their life together these guys are going to have. And so it really kind of waters down their stock and their value a ton so especially for this team with, that re- requires hustle so uh all right so after him we got some guys who i feel like are s- solid or up and coming p- players uh that may may or may not require uh uh you know it's it, it, i think these are guys that all it's going to be interesting to see what their markets look like because uh you know I, I don't know that they're all guaranteed to make big money uh but some of them may just because th- their markets might heat up depending on you know what happens this year positionally. So uh, the first one is Adrian Amos is a uh, safety for uh, the bears. He's young. He's, I think he's 25. Um, you know, I, I feel like this is a guy who, if the Cowboys are in the market for a safety, they usually in general, they like signing younger guys. They like to get the, the guys that are, you know, I mean the normal age that coming out of free agency is something around 20, six or you know th- like after your free age, after your rookie deal the guys that you can get that are 25 or 24 uh are anomalies and the good ones that are 25 or 24 really make me, always make me kind of sit up in my seat. He's one of these guys. He's pretty good player. Uh he's 25. He's at a position the Cowboys need. What are your thoughts on Adrian Amos on potential uh trip over here and what the weather report looks like there?
0: I think the weather report is hazy just because I don't feel like the Chicago Bears are going to let him go. I think he's still young. He's still uh, an ascending player, and there, and especially in their defense, with all the talent around him, it really hides a lot of the things that he struggles with. But I think, just with them, I just think this is the kind of guy where it's a young ascending player, kind of like he's kind of like our DeMarcus Lawrence for them. I just don't see him getting out of Chicago. But if he did hit the free, the open market, this is exactly the type of safety that I think the Cowboys should target in free agency he has everything i would say that they would need from a, from the safety position to compliment a guy like xavier woods
1: yeah yeah i think uh, he would be a good pick if he gets out of the you know chicago without a deal somehow um jared cook tied in from oakland What what's the weather report looking like for that guy
0: for him I think the weather report looks sunny. You know, we have talked a lot about this offseason about how if the Cowboys bring
1: in a tight
0: end, they need to bring in a number 1 tight end, not another not another developmental guy because they already have a couple of those in Blake Jarwin, uh Dalton Schultz and depending on what you think of Rico gathers. But Jared Cook is the type of guy who could be a definitive number 1 for the Cowboys. Right right from the minute he steps in, he's going to be in a an incredible receiver he's going to really open up the middle of the field for them especially down the seam and he has the athletic ability to run more routes than just down the seam i think we have seen the cowboys kind of kind of hamstringing themselves at the tight end position by just letting them run a small amount of of routes i think with jared cook you can open that up you can move him a lot you can move him around you could play him outside you could play him with a plus spit, a plus split reduced split nasty split he can succeed and run good routes from all of those positions. The only thing you got to worry about with him kind of like in the same thing as Sheldon Richardson is he has his effort wanes at times. Sometimes he doesn't have the greatest of effort. I think there were a couple plays this year where Derek Carr had interceptions because Jared cook stopped running. He didn't think he was going to get the ball. And, but uh, Car still threw it his way and it ended up an in interception so that's something that you're going to have to get figured out but just from a receiving talent standpoint he would be an immense uh, fantastic addition to the Cowboys offense
1: yeah the tight end position I think in general is going to be an interesting story this offseason mm-hmm. because I, I feel like they really could go a whole bunch of different ways they could they could stay put and, and just draft someone in the middle rounds they could draft someone early they could draft someone late I mean even if we go in and Schultz and jarwin uh are you know your two main tight ends tight end one and two in some form or fashion i wouldn't hate it you know i i would like to see because i'd like to see a, a just a general upgrade uh in the talent uh the skill position talent on offense I, i'm obviously very accepting of of if they decide to go get uh you know a guy like cook or some of the, another guys some of the other guys that we mentioned later on or dr- you know drafting a guy that's uh uh like i said in the, at 58 or high in, in a second or third round pick i think there's lots of guys there so i, I I've, it's it, it'll be interesting to see how they decide to play it um, because i feel like they do have to like what they saw out of their tight ends at the end of the end of the year despite the fact that's uh uh, Swain was gone mm-hmm. so uh, it, it, it will be interesting to see if if like a guy like cook is a consideration despite the fact that you know clearly jarwin was able to fill a role as a receiver at times and 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 you have to feel good about where Schultz is going oh, so yeah. uh, uh, so i i think if you get uh, i mean if you go and get a guy like cook it it shows a pretty strong commitment to the tight end position and what you know what you're gonna do on offense uh you know potentially using multiples of these. Uh, especially as as they're gonna have an interesting offseason of development those those two tight ends. So uh, my next guy is Adam Humphreys. What, is it we getting sunny skies because of uh, of a potential uh, Beasley departure?
0: I would say so. I think if Beasley was to depart, which I'm still iffy on. I don't know if he'll actually if he'll actually leave. I'm hearing different. Differing opinions on that, depending on who you ask. But if he does, I think Adam Humphreys is exactly the perfect replacement. I think a big thing, a lot of guys are. Our real good friend, Cowboy Stats and Graphics on Twitter. Not, re- I don't even know what his real name is, but he Daniel. Ah, Dan- oh, Daniel. He's talked about Daniel He's talked about how it would be really tough to replace Cole Beasley's production from the slot position. But I think Adam Humphreys is the guy who can replace Cole Beasley's production, and you won't even really miss him too much. He's a little bit bigger than Cole Beasley. He's similar in his ability to change direction. He has similarly good hands. He really, really reminds me of just a slightly bigger and younger version of Cole Beasley. Obviously, it's going to take him time to um, to build the rapport with Dak Prescott that Cole Beasley has built up over the last few years. But besides that, I think Adam Humphreys can slide right into that slot position and he would be a fantastic fit. Now, the question becomes his money. What is he going to really? What is he gonna demand on a free agent market with the value of slot receivers going up year by year by year? It's going to be interesting, interesting to see if maybe he even gets paid more than a Cole Beasley. Landon, are you there?
1: Got caught on the mute button. <laughs> uh, he's he's going to be one of those guys who I, I was talking about that it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know what his market mm-hmm. looks like because I I think that it, it, I have it's hard to predict at this yep. point. You know I it, I think Beasley's market to a certain degree might be a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. to predict because you know he's a little bit older and he's going out as a free agent. So uh yeah I think that the whole thing with Humphreys and with Beasley to be honest is. Uh, what's the market gonna look like for these guys? What are they asking for, and what's the market gonna de- demand that they get? Because I think that that is that's really gonna be the strongest indicating point of whether they whether or not they end up on the on the team we, for either guy, frankly. So. Um, Next guys, Trey Boston. Again, another safety. What, what 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 are the thoughts on the uh on the weather report here? Sunny, hazy.
0: I think this one is hazy just because they had every opportunity to sign Trey Boston mm-hmm. last offseason and going up until the regular season and they still never made even an effort to reach out to him or
1: if, it feels like they thought he was just not a yeah. fit, you know? I mean, clearly mm-hmm. because he didn't I mean, he really didn't even demand a lot of money yeah, when no, he resigned cheap, if I remember correctly. Cheap so, I think they yeah.
0: feel like he's just a lesser version of Xavier Woods, really. Gotcha.
1: That makes sense. I mean, because especially the way that Xavier was playing at the end. I, at this point, like, I, I feel like if you're going to get an upgrade at free safety, I mean, it's got to yeah. be kind of Earl Thomas or It's got to be a true really. upgrade. Right? Else, why like else it, are
0: you going to take Xavier Woods off the field or move him to an uncomfortable position at strong safety?
1: yeah i mean otherwise if you're upgrading safety it's got to be the strong yes. side because i just feel like that's the more you know that's the place where the, the you're about to get it, you're going to get the most improvement 100%. um all right a couple more guys and then we'll get out of here uh henry anderson uh, this is kind of a, a different guy here right because uh but i think he he's someone that should be thought of at least uh, he f- played for the jets coming off his rookie deal i like i loved him coming out mm-hmm. of college I, i'm pretty sure you did too um, and he, I think as a three technique, uh, d- even though he's kind of, uh, looks more five technique ish, I think he could really be a, a force, uh, a, a, as a three technique, he's young. He, he was in a, a system that I feel like he could be better taken, used than he has been. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, on the, the weather report for uh, Henry Anderson arrival in Dallas?
0: Henry Anderson is actually one of my favorite really under-the-radar potential signings the Cowboys could have. I wrote him up on for the Dallas Morning News a couple weeks ago, and I was really surprised that despite the fact that he played in that odd front with the New York Jets, is that how many of his snaps he was playing as a traditional under-tackle with a, as a shaded three technique. He was playing there a lot, especially in nickel situations, and you really saw he's not the most athletic. He's not the most bursty guy but he plays with his length really well, and he resets the line of scrimmage. He's a powerful guy. He knows how to soften corners and exploit weak edges with his hands. His footwork can still get a little bit clunky at times, and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that he's not the most most athletic guy on the interior. But I just love him from a power hand usage uh, point of view, and I really think that against teams where – like the Indianapolis Colts and that against the Los Angeles Rams where you don't need that kind of upfield disruption penetration as much as you need them to be able to occupy their blocks and not let people get to the second level quickly. I think Henry Anderson is going to be that perfect type of guy in that role. He's, and on top of that, despite the fact that he's not a great, the most athletic guy, he does generate a lot of pressure against the paths. I mean, according to pro football focus, he had 48, uh, total pressures in 2018 which was good for I think top 15 among interior defenders last year so even though he doesn't have the the quickest of traits he could still get after the passer and I really think he would make his biggest impact against the run for the Cowboys
1: do you think that that he gets enough uh burst off the line of scrimmage to to get Marinelli's eye. I mean, that's really my only question because I think all those things that you said are I, 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 are part of the reasons I brought him in mm-hmm. here, this list, because I do feel like he fills a need. He can do things that Cowboys need. My question is: Is he going to catch the Cowboys' eye as far as you know the kind of player that they're looking for? uh in as, as an interior defensive lineman
0: well i would the thing that i would say is that uh, they have tyron crawford in the defense and he's a very similar player although i would say he's better interiorly than tyron crawford is a little bit better on the edge comparatively but i think quickness and athleticism wise he's very comparable to a Tyrone crawford
1: okay cool i mean because I, I think crawford gets off the line pretty well mm-hmm. I mean, if, uh, so I, I, if he can with get Henry off with like Henry Anderson, that, think...
0: it's more not that first step; it's his ability to, with the second and third steps, to carry his to his momentum up gotcha. the arc. He's not gonna, he's not gonna be like the Malik Collins who's just gonna burst up field and win with quickness alone. He's gonna have to tie in his hands and his footwork too.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I like him, and I, I, I agree. I think he could be a name that maybe kind of gets lost mm-hmm. a little bit in this free agent. He's one of those guys that. I feel like the Cowboys could take advantage of because, uh, yeah, or not advantage of, but take advantage of the fact that he might get lost mm-hmm. in the shuffle of positional question marks uh, in the free agent market, where there's guys who are probably a little bit more well defined. You're going to get some more, more cash because they're just clear. And fits, just to throw
0: know? out another name that's like Henry Anderson, who could be a good a good fit in this kind of situation for the Cowboys as an under tackle, is Marcus Hunt from the Colts. He's another guy who's that yeah. same type of archetype who archetype who could kind of Fulfill that three technique for the Cowboys can maybe even be that David Irving kind of long lean guy who you can move up and down the line of the defensive line. Uh,
1: The fact that that guy has started to develop, Mm -hmm. I mean, is scary because I mean, he's a monster. He was a monster athlete, but the whole thing was, does the dude know how to play football? But uh, last year, clearly, I mean, I remember the tape of <laughs> him playing against the Cowboys. That guy can play. Mm-hmm. And, and and he played in similar defense to the Cowboys did, too, obviously coming from uh, what fluce ran over there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that might be a name that the Cowboys fans should keep an eye on as well because he was dominant. I mean, just physically mm-hmm. just throwing people around. You want to talk about length?
0: Around. You want to talk about length?
1: (laughs) He's phenomenal. I just like just. I mean, that's the reason. I mean, he got drafted really high based only on his body and his and his ability to block
0: kicks. That was basically. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what did he block like ten of those or
1: whatever? In college is crazy. All right, uh, last two guys. Uh, What's the sunny or 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 cloudy skies for uh, Philly? John Brown.
0: I'm going to say hazy. This is more of a Marcus Moser guy. Um, (laughs) I'm a little bit worried about his injury history. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that injury history and the fact, I think he could be provide a nice deep threat, but for the money and the injury history, I'd rather just look elsewhere. To be honest, I think a guy, I think there are better guys, especially in the draft that you can find that could fulfill that same role.
1: Yeah. All right, and our last guy here, and this is also a this guy that interesting. was brought brought to my uh, attention uh, by Marcus and made me think about it. But, I mean, if you think about it, you know, it, this could be something that works, especially with the Cowboys situation. Mm-hmm. And that's Tyler Eifert. Uh, he just came off of a one-year prove a deal where he didn't prove it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think he's going to be coming off of – He's look, he's only played, like, probably – 10 games in the last three years or something Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, he has injury problems. There's no way around it. If you could get him on a cheap deal Mm -hmm. and limit his snap exposure, because honestly, I mean, you want, you want Schultz and Darwin to get snaps. That's part of this problem with trying to improve the, the tight end, the the spot there by adding a guy is that you feel like Schultz and Darwin are ascending players, Mm right? Right but they need snaps to continue to ascend. If you sign a guy like Tyler Eifert, mm-hmm. then I think you could get a, a kind of nexus of things that, you know, hey, experienced guy, extremely talented. Uh, but, you know, you you can't – limiting his snap exposure is a benefit because you feel like you've got these other guys who you want to get plays to. And, and it's a benefit to him too because I, I think for a guy that's, you know, Been through at least four off seasons of rehab. I'm sure he would love to try to kind of manage this himself in a way that would allow him to play an entire season, if not just at you know fifty or sixty percent of the snaps at that that spot. So, give me your your uh, your your outlook, your weather report for Tyler Eifert.
0: I think it all has to do with the dollars and the cents. If he can come in on a cheap, maybe one or two year deal then I'm 100% for it. You know, he's the guy before the injury. I think many believed he was rising to the point of being one of the better tight ends in the entire NFL. So I think a contract with him is just a lotto ticket to hoping that he can somehow get back to that point. And if he does, he could be one of the biggest value finds in all of free agency.
1: Yeah, that's that's where and these are the kind of areas where the Cowboys excel, mm-hmm. and and that's why I feel like th- the Tyler Eifert thing really caught my eye is because this is exactly the kind of signing that the Cowboys would do if if they got the price point right, they ha- are in a position. Again, this is complicated because you draft a second round tight end to try to upgrade that position, you're basically, you know, you're you're gonna stop some of the progress unless you're playing a ton of three tight end. Of one of these other two tight ends who you like, at the same time you'd like to get some more talent there immediately. This feels like this is somehow a a a, a means to f- fulfill both of those those two goals, right? Like you get your young, you're still going to get your young guys some snaps, but you also might be injecting a you know some severe talent into your offensive you know firepower. So um, I I think that this is this would be an interesting. A guy that a guys whose price at least Cowboys fans should keep an eye on. So, um, totally all right, let's do let's uh, anyone else before we uh, move on to a quick nerdler. alert. Ty Secky. sign him
0: Cowboys. That's
1: it. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, another guy who uh, it'll be interesting to see what his price point yep. is there, because because I I think if it's low, then heck yeah, I'll jump on that. Like you know, but otherwise, I'm not. Totally opposed to just going back and re-signing Cameron Fleming. Um, Cam Fleming, I, I think, was serviceable. I mean, he wasn't terrible. N- this is so much is the, probably the best third tackle in football, mm-hmm. and, and and I'd lo- rather have him. But yeah, uh, don't blame. Otherwise, you. I'm not. Yeah, uh, let's do some nerd alert. Okay, um, well, we had two, I, I think, uh, trailers of note, at least for me, note of note, yes. uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, let's start with the Captain Marvel one, just kind of catching up where we are with Captain Marvel. This one's a little bit more uh, rhythmic with the, with the chant of the higher, faster, further oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, chant over a whole bunch of different. Uh, you know, it was like it was like. Uh, uh, danger mounts or someone was like it was like it was doing the, the 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 soundtrack or it was it was very much like uh they were dropping the the beat drop the bass at different mm-hmm. times it was a very different type of uh of of trailer for them uh I, I, at this point like i i'm still like I, I think they're kind of trying to throw us off the scent yeah. a little bit about what this movie's about right mm-hmm. like they don't want to give away feels- too much yeah, it feels like it's still, you know, a situation where I, I what I can't figure out is like what is what is Carol's level of distress when she's dealing with with uh with Fury. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like it's like it seems like she's having a good time and she's not really that concerned yeah. it about It feels like she's kind of things. just hunting
0: scrolls and kind of just like
1: Yeah. like she almost hasn't like realize that like like maybe all of that is pre her realizing mm-hmm. that she's uh, from earth that she's from earth or pre like her realizing that she's been betrayed yeah. or you know it just feels like that's mm-hmm. all a little bit too lighthearted uh to to know exactly you know what's to have all the, the 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 truth about what's going on with her i mean whatever that is yeah, we, don't we don't even know, know what know that what is yet is. Uh-huh. so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out again uh, to me the most interesting thing is uh you know where she, how she, where she ends up where this movie ends with mm-hmm. her being you know so uh, that'll be fascinating what what was your takeaway from the captain marvel trailer
0: Essentially, really the same things. I thought it was interesting to see to get to see her personality in the film a little bit more, to see her temperament, the way she kind of interacts with other people on screen. The first trailer kind of showed that she was it made her look like kind of like a cyborg kind of no personality killing, yeah, killing machine. <laughs> and now you're gonna see that she's gonna have a little bit more depth to her character, and that was a little bit exciting. I'm really excited to see about her relationship with her and uh I think it's gonna be Jan brog is gonna be technically his name yeah well we'll Yeah, see. We'll see. yeah, they, they, yeah haven't, obviously. they haven't revealed it yet there has been rumors that it could be he could be kept that he could be Marvel or he could be Jan yeah. Brog, or whatever I'm gonna be interested to see what their relationship is like because it seems like he's kind of a mentor who may have been the one to um uh, to uh to wipe her mind and everything.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting because I feel like he is actually going to play the care more. Yeah. Like the character who's actually holding her Mm -hmm. back, you know, like he's the one managing her, uh, powers because he doesn't, he wants to control her. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it'll be interesting to see, like, I'm sure that, you know, we're, we're going to learn that the Kree are not what they seem, of course, because the Kree are never just, the straightforward good guys <laughs> that like that just doesn't happen in the Marvel universe. The, both the Kree and the Skrull are kind of bad, mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly. Even Captain Marvel, like the original one, he was a Kree superhero, but had kind of betrayed the 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 Kree to be a good to help the Earthlings because he was sent there to you know spy on them originally. So, uh, so that's interesting that how that plays out uh let's talk about the end game trailer though that was the one that really i think was the most revealing first of all can i just say how hyped i get watching like i loved that that kind of uh fidgeting um captain america captain america in the in the meeting Mm -hmm. that was awesome like i just loved seeing like he was not Th- he's not happy he's not, he's not gonna forget satisfied he's not he's not, he's not over yeah. it like yeah like he's like he's still it's still very much in the forefront of this line his mind i, I you know look clearly there's been rumors that it's gonna take place sometime after the devastation as they're calling yeah. it a time a little um, time jump action Uh, yeah so i mean you know it looks like it could have been years i mean like those shots make it look like the city's Mm -hmm. empty you know they had the things they had the shots of the of the uh statue of liberty with all those boats that had collected around it and and the the shot of the stadium where there's just cars scattered everywhere and and so you know it's going to be interesting that you know this whole time they've been living with this how seeing if some people try to move on or you know like i mean that's kind of what the trailer talks mm-hmm. about is the getting told to move on and clearly they are not about that you know and that that's not what they're going to be so uh, i guess more some more interesting things uh, the the lineup at the end of them all walking yeah in it the, looked like there was yeah. uh,
0: specifically one person missing there was cgied out it looked like
1: uh you think i think the iron man yeah, you think so someone, it is I, well I, someone. I, I think you know I think what they're also doing is, uh, and I've seen some other people predict this too, is uh, I, I also wonder if they aren't CGIing out Professor Hulk.
0: That wouldn't surprise me.
1: You know, if like if they're putting just regular Bruce Banner in there, but it's it, at this point because we still have not resolved exactly what the deal is with him and mm-hmm. the Hulk. So, and a lot of people have speculated that's where that's going to end up, but where he's the Hulk full time. So it'll be interesting to see. What that is, and of course they can edit all this stuff out. But I, I guess still the thing that lingers in my mind is where is you know this? Does Tony make it back to the Earth? Oh, look like him, him uh, what, and
0: uh what's it? Not Gamora, uh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, they were getting their Iron Man one on. They
1: were, yeah, they were doing their Iron Man one. That was interesting. <laughs> uh Yeah, it was getting everything, fixing things. So we'll see if they make it out, make it back to the Earth or, alive or not. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, it was it was an exciting trailer. It didn't reveal too much more, but it it basically just kind of made it clear that they're they're going they're they're, they're going right back at Thanos oh, for, for one more try. They're coming, and they, uh, and uh, our girl is gonna show up eventually too to help them out too. So, guys. Uh, I think that's it for us Um, Make sure you follow us on Twitter uh, At McCoolBCB At John Owning At Best Coast Boys With a Z at the end Special thanks as always to Mike Fisher Follow him at Fish Sports Catch us all on Cowboys 247 That's 247sports.com Forward slash NFL Forward slash Dallas Dash Cowboys And uh, you can catch us uh, As always On iTunes And the podcast uh, App Make sure you rate and review us Five stars John Give us the, the, your your articles. What are you writing again this week uh, for the Dallas Morning News? Plug that one more time for us. Um, on Wednesday I had my
0: what Earl Thomas would add to the Cowboys defense post on Wednesday and then on Friday when you guys are listening to this, listen to my go read not listen, go read to my grading the Cowboys last five NFL draft classes. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna learn and we're gonna have fun and hopefully my bank account will grow because of it.
1: Uh, yes, we're all, that's what we're all hoping for. But until next time, guys, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week and happy trails everybody.